You're listening to the NYY Sports Talk podcast hosted by Christian and Chris. Head to nyysportstalk.com to subscribe to the show and check out the fan shop so you can swag up on great NYYST apparel. Stay on top of all the latest with the New York Yankees, including breaking news, in-game updates, and incredible fan giveaways by following on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. It's now time to talk Yankees baseball. All right, Chris and Christian of NYY Sports Talk on with Terry Cushman of the Avid Boston uh, Podcast. Looking ahead, uh, big three-game set with the Yanks and Sox this weekend. Terry, how you doing? Couldn't be better. All Couldn't right. be better? Uh-oh. Shit, you sound a little too optimistic right now. <laughs> well, I, just, I mean at the present time. I mean, let's see. I mean, David Price has an 8.5 OERA for crying out loud. He didn't at, play. At Yankee Stadium, I mean. They didn't allow him to play Fortnite this series, correct? I think he's grounded from it. <laughs> All right, Ter, um New manager up there in Boston. The team's in, on an incredible roll, sticking with the Yanks step for step. Give us a feel of what the fan base thinks of the Red Sox. They're obviously, along with the Yankees and Astros, one of the three best teams in Major League Baseball. They're on pace to win over 100 games this year. The way the fans talk about the Red Sox up there, is that is that reflected in, in their uh, on-field performance this year? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're playing very well pretty much all the way around. We're above average in every area, I would say. Um, I don't like the manager as much as many of the other fans do. I don't really like Mookie Betts leading off. I, I like a, a traditional three-hole type role for him. And, um, you know, just a couple of other things. I wouldn't I wouldn't put Bradley in the line. He's hitting, you know, well lately. But when he was, like, in his two for 28 runs or whatever – I wouldn't have been putting him in every day when you have Brock Holt you could put out there and stuff like that. But but we're all pretty content. We're, we're glad Bill is gone for one thing. You're glad. <laughs> who, you're glad who's gone? I'm saying John Farrell's gone now, so that's a good. Oh, thing. gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, we're not the biggest fans of your manager either, given what happened at the last fight, uh, you know, between the Tyler Austin and, and Joe Kelly stuff. You see any of that coming back uh, this series? You see any retaliation from either team? You know, I mean, some of those blow-ups, and not just with the Yankees and Red Sox, but with other teams, can start pretty innocently, you know, uh, one, one team or the other could hit the other by a pitch, and then it, it, it's just on like Donkey Kong after that, whether it was intentional or not. So I, it's just tough to predict. I was really thinking, I think this was the third time we played, if I'm not mistaken, and I thought there would be some shenanigans last time, but there wasn't. So I don't know. I, I, I couldn't tell you what to expect. Who's now... Last year, we we turned Chad Green, our reliever, into a verb. Uh, 
And this year, it's Jonathan Holder. Uh, Jonathan Holder has really been someone this year for the Yankees who has opened our eyes. He's kind of shocked the entire fan base. Uh, I don't think he's given up an earned run since April 6th, and he's really the last guy you can you would consider an elite reliever, and he's and he's made himself that way. Is there any Jonathan Holder on the Boston Red Sox, whether it be pitching-wise, bullpen, uh, offensively, defensively, that's kind of opened the eyes of the Boston fan base this season that was kind of unexpected coming into the year? Well, I'm glad you guys kind of gave me some of these talking points earlier because that was kind of a difficult thing for me to come up with, a difficult answer. And I think the rotation for us is what it is. Price and Sale are both our aces. Porcello is like in the middle of like where his Cy Young form was and then last year's terrible year. Like he's kind of found some middle ground there, pitching very well. Uh, Erod is who he is. You know, he doesn't give up a ton of runs, but he could very well have his pitch count up in the 70s by the fourth inning. And so they are who they are. The lineup is who they are. You know, we, Jamie Martinez, I don't think we expected him to set a franchise record for home runs before the end of June, but we expected him to be one of our top power hitters. And, uh, you know, the, I think the lineup is what it is. If anybody's kind of surprised me, it's Matt Barnes. And he's been here a little while, but he's had some, some rough seasons the last couple of years. He'll show potential at times, but then, He'll get knocked around quite a bit, and I heard a stat last night. He actually leads the majors of all the relievers coming in with inherited runners. He's inherited 13 and not given up a single uh, run. Wow. None of them have scored, so... Not to be disparaging towards Matt Barnes, Terry, but uh, Chasen Shreve also has not allowed. Uh, actually, the other day was the first time Chasen Shreve has allowed any inherited runners to score. So that, that could be a little bit of a skewed stat there. <laughs> we'll, tr- okay. we'll trade well, you. We'll trade you, Chasen Shreve, for uh, Matt Barnes, though. <laughs> well, it just depends on you know the day of the week. You know, I mean, some nights he'll come in in a clean inning and just get shelled. So. Um, you know, so it's kind of a love-hate thing with him, but but it's what it is. Our bullpen, you know, we could use a bona fide eighth-inning guy. Joe Kelly, you know, he'll kind of go on a run, and, and we'll think he's the eighth-inning guy, but then he'll get knocked around. You guys destroy him, by the way. I think his ERA in the last year or two is well over six or something. And, um, of course, we had uh, Carson Smith lost for the year you know, for a shoulder injury, and uh, Barnes is okay, Hembry is okay, but we're kind of waiting for Tyler Thornburg to get back. My co-host keeps saying every week, he goes, I don't even know if this guy exists. I don't even know if he's a real person. We traded for him a year and a half ago, and we, we've never seen him. That's kind of like we, how we, we get... feel about Ellsbury this year. <laughs> Brian, oh, Ca- Brian Cashman made Ellsbury show up to the clubhouse just to prove that he was still alive last week, and then oh, the Yankees wow. got swept. So. I jokingly like to tell Yankee fans that Ellsbury is payback from, for taking Damon away from us. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free if you want Bradley. We'll, we'll, we'll send him right over. <laughs> Alright, we're on with Terry Cushman here of the Avid Boston Podcast. You can follow Terry on Twitter at Cushman MLB. Terry, your big offseason uh, acquisition here was J.D. Martinez, and as you mentioned earlier, you set a franchise record for home runs in the 
in the month of June here. Uh, how does he fit into this team and uh, change the overall dynamic of the Boston Red Sox lineup? Well, I mean, he's kind of basically picked up where Ben Poppy left off in a way, and we don't know if he'll ever be as clutch as him in the postseason. That remains to be seen, but he's been phenomenal. Just a steady middle-of-the-order bat. He can mash. Just a brilliant hitter. You'll see him in the dugout if he strikes out uh, taking notes or whatnot in, in a little notebook, literally. And he, he watches a lot of video and... I just haven't really seen anybody as committed as he is. And then when Henley Ramirez got out of nowhere designated for assignment, we kind of heard some rumors that there was kind of like a clubhouse leadership tug of war, like between Martinez and Hanley. So we don't know if that had anything to do with Hanley hmm. uh, getting DFA'd, but, but they say he... They're impressed with his leadership for only having been with the team for a few months. And, and he, I don't even think he was signed. Well, he might have been signed right around the time pitchers and catchers reported. So uh, everybody shows up to camp early now in late January, and, and he was at least a week or two late and, and just kind of, you know, took on a leadership role in that clubhouse. Well, you- you know, they. I believe the Red Sox offered him something. He had something on the table. He rejected it. And then the way the market played out this offseason, you know, you almost you almost thought J.D. Martinez wasn't going to be signed at all. The Red Sox came back into the picture. They added some power to that lineup, which was an area of concern for them last year. This year, you feel like in every aspect, they're above average. Are there any areas of concern in the 2018 uh Red Sox roster. My preference would be to get a steady bat for, for kind of like the seven, eight hole area. At times, that part of our lineup has been streaky and, and almost an automatic out. Christian Vasquez has had a very rough season. Jackie Bradley as well. I think he just finally hit exactly 200 yesterday with his batting average. And Jay Bruce is a guy I kind of like. I feel like he could be acquired for, you know, fairly cheap and, you know, would be a, you know, a nice complimentary piece. But I guess he's got a uh, hip injury. Another guy that never gets mentioned is Shinsu Chu of Texas. And, I, you know, I think it'd be cool to kind of make a play for him. He's a lefty bat, as is Bruce. We do kind of need a righty, but... Just someone to plug in there to to give us a little bit more insurance. I mean, you guys have what do you have? Like, I know Bird's struggling, but I really feel like he's gonna he's gonna bounce back. And then you have Torres in the bottom thirty of order. <laughs> I mean, one through nine, you guys are phenomenal mm-hmm. right now, and and we're like one through six, we're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can I can speak for myself here. I don't know about Christian, but. I've never watched a Yankee lineup where almost every single game, no matter what lineups that's thrown out there, you're just confident one through nine. Not last night. And you, not last (laughs) night, of course, but, you know, you don't see that on too many teams. And, and the Yankee offense really hasn't hit its stride the way we've expected it to just yet. So it's another scary aspect from, you know, coming from our end of things. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a homer. Like, I, I'm constantly at odds with my own 
fan base, you know, Red Sox fans. I mean, Terry, you have no, I, you have no idea. He might have an idea. <laughs> you, you have. Listen, we could, we should compare notes to see which fan base causes more aggravation for for either one of us. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, Dustin Pedroia doesn't belong on a baseball field anymore. But the second I, you know, bring that up, it's like I've renounced. Jesus or something, <laughs> you know, or, you know, they're just so dumb sometimes, and <laughs> thank goodness there's some smart ones, but, you know, and, uh, who else do I hate? I don't like David Bryce, I hope he offs out, but whatever, but I don't see how so many Red Sox fans could hate his guts until, you know, through 2015, and then he comes with us, poops his pants, causes, like, these big-time clubhouse controversies, most notably the Eckersley one, and somehow he has huggers now. There's David Price huggers in Red Sox Nation, and he sucks. He's he's <laughs> pooped his pants so bad in, like, big moments, and, like, they have no reason to like him. And then and then he, he craps on us. He craps on us all the time. I'm like... Man, I hate that guy. <laughs> hey, Terry, let me ask you a question. Would you take uh, Gary Sanchez on the Boston Red Sox? You know, it's funny you say that because he's my least favorite Yankee. And not to get too far off subject, I have a dog named Fenway, right? And I take him to the dog park, and he picks fights with all the dogs. And I'm like, man, I should have named you Gary Sanchez. <laughs> and I just, I just... Yeah, I don't, I, I don't want him. You know, I think Sandy Leone is is underrated, and he's kind of breaking out. He's like, he's like twenty two for his last sixty one. So you know, he's hitting three hundred, and he can mash at times. And I'm I'm pretty content with our our core as far as that goes. But I hope you guys don't have like the next Baltimore Chris Davis on your hands with him. <laughs> No, I bring that up because, like you were saying, with guys that you argue with your fan base about all the time, and it's we constantly fight people that just want Gary Sanchez off this team. But then now, last night we got Kyle Higashioka catching. So I mean, like uh, you, you don't want Gary Sanchez on a team, but now you got a guy that doesn't have any hits in his major league career uh, backing up Austin Romine. And now they're mad at Gary for being hurt, <laughs> but they didn't want him in the lineup a week ago. Who's your DH right now? It, I mean, Typically. it, it var- it's it's usually Stanton. Uh, Stanton has gotten a lot more playing time in the outfield than I ever imagined he would this year, um, playing left or right field, because it seems like Boone, when a lefty's pitching, he likes to play Hicks, who's a switch hitter, in center. Uh, sometimes that, that means Stanton's out in, in left, and maybe sometimes Gary's DHing. So one, I mean, that's another good thing we we have going for us this year. You know, the fact that our DH is still very, uh, very able to play the field right now. I mean, Stanton made a phenomenal play last night in the outfield, and the guy really hasn't played much in the field. But like I said, a lot more than I thought he would. Yeah, I mean, I just from a baseball purist standpoint, I don't like, I don't like Gary Sanchez catching. And I wouldn't want him catching in a big game. I just, he's, I think he's terrible defensively. And ideally he would DH, you know, if, if I were the manager. But I get that, you know, Stanton probably should DH because you have a huge investment in him. So, and you want him to be healthy. But 
But Terry, you have to understand something too, and and we don't defend Gary when he drops these balls that should be made, uh, these plays that should be made, because there's there are too many of them. But looking on a closer level, this guy's arm is probably the best behind the plate in baseball, and what you get for him offensively, playing him behind the plate and allowing another player like Stanton to DH and, and opening things up. Listen, I love Austin Romine. We all do here, especially after last year with that fight in Detroit. He really kind of <laughs> he really kind of had everyone's back and he showed some leadership. We all love him here and we think he's a great backup catcher. But that's exactly what he is. And to throw him in this lineup, I promise you, he you know he's been batting three hundred over the games he's been playing but he's not a 300 hitter and to put him in this lineup just to catch he's going to be batting to what what do you think christian 230 i mean he's not going to give you much power so to lose that i i sacrifice gary being behind the plate at that point yeah i i feel you i mean we want a world series with sakura makia so i mean how bad can it be all right uh, back to the red sox here since this is what we brought you on here to get a feel of the team for years, we cursed the name of David Ortiz because we knew in a big spot, David Ortiz versus the Yankees was getting that big hit. Now that Big Poppy's gone, who's that guy for the Boston Red Sox? Tie game, you know, who do you want to see up in that spot for the Boston Red Sox? Well, today in late June, I'd probably say, I'd probably say Martinez, but I'll tell you who to keep an eye on. Is Rafael Devers because that guy just does not rattle in big moments, and he hit his first home run off of Aroldis uh, Chapman. Yeah, we remember that. Mm. That was impressive. Yeah, I think that's the, the first one that uh, Chapman gave up last year as well, and I kind of like him in, in clutch moments. So it's tough to tell. I'd say Mookie, but if he's batting first and he's got Vasquez and Bradley in front of him, you know, who, who the hell is he going to drive in? <laughs> Conversely, so. you know, tie game on uh, Friday night. The Yankees are looking to to get the big hit there. Who's the last guy you want to see up for the Yankees in that spot? At the end of the game, yeah, the, you you fear the most on that in that lineup to get the big hit. Oh, uh, that's a tough one. Um, I'll give you some clues I if guess, you'd like. I guess Judge. I guess Judge. Judge, even Tor- I mean, have you have you been able to watch a lot of uh, what Glaber Torres has done since he came up? You know, not as much as I probably should. I mean, I know his power numbers are right around Altuve's right now, and I'm kind of wondering if he can overtake him. Po- I you mean, know, possibly. He's never he's never really been a, a power guy. That's the last thing we've heard of. Glaber Torres, and all of a sudden he comes up. He has what fourteen home runs right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the guy's just—he's been a clutch. He's going to be one of those guys. Here's here's how I'll describe him to you after this weekend. I'm imagining he's going to be one of those guys you hate, but because he's good, not because he like I hate Benintendi, right? But not because <laughs> not because he's a bad guy, because just he because he kills the Yankees. I love as from a if I take my Yankee cap off, I absolutely love Benintendi. I think he's a phenomenal player. I said from the second he came up, I thought he was going to be a superstar one day, and I stick to that. Uh, but I hate his guts, and it's because 
it's because he kills the Yankees. And, you know, I hope Torres is the same way this weekend. But, you know, putting everything together here, it looks as if unless something crazy happens, it's going to be the Yankees and Red Sox through to the end. Who do you see winning the division? Who do you see going deeper into, into the playoffs? And who do you see having a better chance of winning the World Series, if, if either team? Well, I, I would honestly, I would say the Yankees at the moment because you guys are like within a game of us, and I think you guys are going to improve the most at the deadline. And you just you just have less holes currently, I feel like. So I, I think the Yankees will win the division. I think we can win the wild card if it comes to that. But I don't know. I mean, we could be playing our charades with each other, and maybe maybe Houston is the team. I mean, they did it last year. They're going to have the best pitching rotation of the of any team. Even if you guys get the drum, I would I would still take their rotation. You guys kill their bullpen, though. I noticed. Um, so, and then they uh, kill themselves, as you saw what Ken Giles did to himself. Yeah, Ken Giles punched himself coming off the. I know. The I was like. I was like, is the commissioner going to suspend him like 30 days for beating himself? But, but you know, I, just, I don't like their bullpen. I don't. And it, it's crazy that Kelvin Herrera was already traded for like nothing, basically. The number 10 and 11th ranked prospects in, in uh, Washington system. And I'm like, I'm like, Houston couldn't top that for Herrera, you know? Yeah. And maybe they, maybe they get written from, from Baltimore, but, and there's, there's other guys, a, a great chance, I'm not too familiar with him, but he's with Cincinnati, and, you know, he's on a lot of people's radars. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll send them Matt Barnes if they want. That would, that would probably help, <laughs> you know, a lot. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, but Yankees in the division for sure. It's just a crapshoot as far as who's going to go to the World Series, I think. We'll take that. We'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ty, we want to thank you. I'm sorry, were you about to say something? I was going to have me out again in September. We'll hash we'll it out again. All right. Yeah, I was just going to say, Terry, thanks for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. Give us a Boston perspective as we head into this big series on Friday night. And we definitely do want to touch base later in the season because these two teams are going to be fighting tooth and nail oh, yeah. for that division all year long. So, again, that's Terry uh, Cushman of the Avid Boston Podcast. Follow Terry on Twitter at CushmanMLB. Terry, thanks again for spending some of your Thursday evening with us. Thanks, Terry. No problem. Have a, have a good weekend, guys. You Enjoy too, pal.